0: Hello, one and all! Welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show. We're joining us today is wrestling royalty, creating iconic looks for around thirty years across WCW, WWE, and AEW. The one and only Sandra Gray. Sandra, thank you so
1: much for joining us. You're very welcome. That's quite an interest. Wow, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy. You find the best <laughs> the <same laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you.
2: Um, so we figured that we'd start if we could by um, sort of asking, I suppose, um, how you sort of discovered your love for, for sewing and, and sort of costume making um, or design, if that's the not correct term. Is it something you always wanted to do? Or? Absolutely
1: not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I know that's going to be shocking to some people, but um, my um, love for uh, sewing was quite accidental. I'm an army brat and I was just a wee teenager and my mom won a sewing machine playing bingo on an army base. And um, she bought this, she could pick whatever gift she wanted and coffee pot, you know, silverware and a sewing machine. No one in my family sews, but it was the biggest gift on the table. So she decided, let me just take the sewing machine home. Like I said, no one sews. She bought this big gift home, put it on the kitchen table. And we just started messing with it the next day. My sister, my mom, and me, we all started messing with the sewing machine. And um, it just stuck with me. So it was I had no desire, no anything at all. I never thought about it. I kind of thought I might have ended up being a teacher or a nurse or something like that. Never this. Never this. I
0: mean, yeah, (laughs) that's a a, a hell of a a journey. So how did you... (laughs) How did you kind of go from, you know, being an army brat and just kind of discovered a sewing machine one day to kind of entering the crazy world of professional wrestling?
1: Um, It was in the summer um, when I got this machine and um, uh, when my mom bought this machine home. And I just started messing around with it, you know, during the summer and discovered, like I said, that thing clicked. So um, just started messing around and making stuff for myself and my friends and stuff like that. And um, by the time... I was about 14, about 14 then. Oh, that's been a long time ago. Woo! Anyway, <laughs> by the time I got into wrestling, it 100% found me. I wanted to do, once I learned how to do the sewing, I wanted to do bridal gowns and prom dresses and stuff like that. And I did years of that before I ever got into wrestling. And I was very, very good at it. So I called myself a fashion designer. You know, because I was making wedding gowns and stuff like that. So anywho, I lived in Marietta, Georgia, and um, Rina Mero, who later became Sable. They lived pretty close to me, and um, it was deep in the middle of bridal and prom season. So I was covered up with prom dresses and busy. And I can remember she went to one of the local fabric stores. It was Joanne's now used to be called cloth world back in the day. So she went there and um, asked the people who work there, can you recommend somebody to make a costume for my boyfriend? And um, they gave her uh, another lady's name and my name. We knew each other. We were friends and we kind of helped each other out. And so they called her first, not knowing either one of us. They called her first and she's like, In the same situation as me, we're up to here in prom dresses and wedding gowns. She's like, I'm busy. I can't do it. Call Sandra. And so she called me. And uh, when she said, make a costume for my boyfriend, I'm thinking, okay, what's your boyfriend doing? You know, I don't don't really do costumes like that. I make (laughs) wedding dresses. So she told me he was a wrestler. And I'm like, I don't know how to sew on spandex. And I honestly did not, had never picked up a piece of spandex in my life. So I don't know the ins and outs, the ups and downs. I don't know. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because I don't know how to do it. So she's like, can you please just help us out? We're in a bind and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I took I accepted the challenge and I made Johnny be bad. I don't know Johnny be bad. I don't, I'm don't. i not a wrestling fan. I don't know all of this stuff. So I make him a pair of uh, trunks. And I had so many issues with it, trying to keep the spandex from ripping. I'm doing what I, a regular stitch. Like I do on my bridal stuff, the thread would break. The minute I pull it, I'm like, shit, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So I ended up just going to so-and-so-and-so and trying to make it work. Gave it to him. It looked decent. I thought it was okay for my first time. Gave it to him. They thought it was okay. He wore it. And I can remember that night, It was so exciting when he was going to wear it because it was going to be, the show was going to be on TV. So my whole family came over. My mom, who had got this career kicked off and everything, she came and they were all there sitting on the sofa watching my work on TV for the first time. And someone grabbed him on the side of his trunk. Do you know how they grab you and put you up on the turnbuckle? They grabbed him on the side that I was having trouble and they yanked on it. And every last one of us stood up screaming. (laughs) <laughs> we were like, put it down, put him down. We were so afraid that it was going to break. It was on the break. So he yanked him up and put him on the thing. Nothing happened. It didn't break. We got through the match. It was so exciting seeing that for the first time. They were so proud of me, and I was proud of myself that nothing broke. And after that, uh, very soon after that, he called me to thank me for it. And that basically kicked off my wrestling career. Because after that, people started. I guess asking who made your gear and who did this, and he passed my name along. And this was back in, in WCW, so I was literally sewing out of my little cul-de-sac, making these things. And I don't know all of these people. Just you know, I don't know them all right now. I'm not that familiar with wrestling, so that's how it got started. One hundred percent accident. <laughs> wow,
2: that's amazing.
1: It was accident. Yeah, it was fun though. It was a long. It was such a long time ago. Yeah, well,
2: well, well yeah. As, um, as Carl mentioned, obviously, at the, the beginning of the show, you've you obviously worked with uh, WCW, WWE, and most recently AEW, so three of the, the biggest companies in wrestling. Um, yeah. Can I just ask I'm proud of-, of that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah i yeah, no, definitely. I'm pretty proud of
1: that. Yeah, that's some uh Women's History Month stuff, okay?
2: Oh, definitely. Because I,
1: yeah. I will always be the only one who can say that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm so, feeling um,
1: kind of proud, huh? <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, no, you. you should, yeah, that's <laughs> an absolute legacy. Um, so how have you found the sort of um obviously because it must be a, a vastly different environment? So when it's sort of kicked off and you've ended up sort of um like involved in, in the business to the point where you're sort of you're backstage and you're heavily involved in the world of wrestling. Uh yeah. how have you found the the environments um sort of in that sense uh and sort of comparatively? I mean, obviously for us you could say, well, you know, wrestling. Uh, the environment must be very similar, but do you find that it was the WCW was vastly different to WWE and so on or
1: it's it's changed quite a bit for me. Um going on the road with WCW for the first time, I absolutely had no idea what to expect. I mean I mean I went from someone in my basement to going to be on my work on a live TV show and dealing with people, you know, all these people and doing something kind of for the first time. So it was very for me, but I literally got to set up the whole entire wardrobe department. There was no wardrobe department at WCW before I got there. So I went on the road with my little sewing machine and everything I thought that I might need in case someone had an emergency or a last minute fix or something. I took everything with me and I I remember that day going there. Um, they told me to I think call time was two o'clock. I don't know that I can't get that I can get there an hour earlier if I want to. I'm thinking two o'clock. I need to be on the dot. So I had my I was in my rental car, sitting in the parking lot waiting till it was about five minutes because I timed my walk to the door. Right at two o'clock, I walked in. I could have been there earlier. I don't know anything. So I'm still a baby learning all of this stuff. But um, I, I they assigned me this one gentleman that if I needed anything, he would make sure I was okay. Found me a space to put my machine up and everything. So I'm like, an extension cord. This is crazy. But back then we had CD players, y'all, okay? So um, <laughs> I had some CDs with me. I didn't have a CD player. So I'm like, I need a nice little CD player and I need a Prince CD. So he went and found it for me. I wasn't testing anybody. This is just what I wanted to make me comfortable in my (laughs) workspace that I was creating, not knowing the scope of what I was really doing. I was just making myself comfortable. So he went and found it. And I came back, put the music on, set the machine up. And I started doing just little alterations or whatever. And everyone was so welcoming to me. Just having someone available to iron something if you had a few wrinkles or to fix your pants if you had a rip. That was, you know, something new for them for me to be backstage. So they totally just loved having me there. And they showed it to me. They were very kind, respectful. And I, I just, I loved the atmosphere. It was great. It was great. It's still, it is, it's good now. It's just that things just move a little bit more faster now. I know I can kind of anticipate things that may happen, which then everything was a surprise because you know, it was the first time for me everything was like oh wow okay okay but now i'm like i'm not antsy anymore i'm calmed down i know exactly what to do i don't think there's anything that can happen that i can't take care of
0: <laughs> yeah i mean as you said yeah. all that experience yeah that's um so obviously this is, this is potentially difficult you've created some iconic looks you know over your, over your career um you know can you t- kind of talk us through your process for, for doing that like do you kind of come up with the ideas the wrestlers come up with the ideas and you know is there any particular favorites that kind of stand out for you over your career that you know looks that you
1: created um i do love it i really really love it when they have an idea of what they want and uh if they have a design that they can show me or tell me what they want That's perfect for me because my thing is I'm always thinking I have to do whatever I can to make this exactly like what they want, give them exactly what they're wanting it to be. And that's where my skill set comes in. And uh, so far I've been able to pretty much get that done. I think my most iconic, uh, well, one of my most iconic outfits, look at me, I've got so many. One (laughs) of my most iconic outfits was, um, uh, WCW was doing the, the blood drip thing for Scott Hall back in the day yeah. and I never liked that outfit because I remember clearly there was no, looking back now, there was no internet to go to. There was no, I couldn't Google what the drips looked like or anything. So I had to just get what I thought it looked like. And it never really looked like a blood drip to me. It was like either too skinny here and too fat here. I never really liked what it looked like and I had no clue that it would become so iconic and we're still recreating that same exact look today that i didn't think looked like blood but i guess it looked like blood to somebody because we're still (laughs) doing it everybody's still doing that same look so that was one of my most iconic and um it was it was fun to do that but i was just drawing on a piece of paper you know
2: so um obviously over the years there's been a lot of um advances and sort of innovations, I suppose, in, in sort of material technology and, and, the, and the likes of fashion, um, like, obviously, notably, like, uh, Chris Jericho being uh, just emblazoned with LEDs and that sort of thing. Um, how has the the sort of the change in sort of uh, technology and the, and the like affected your work over the years?
1: Um, I pretty I, To me, I feel like I pretty much, by the way, the whole Chris Jericho thing, I had absolutely nothing to do with that. I love it, though. Yeah. And I might, have to, you know, steal a little bit of that to using one of my own costumes one day. <laughs> but I have nothing to do with that. But um, to me, I've because I've this is what my passion is. It's not only doing wrestling outfits. My passion is literally sewing, creating, mm-hmm. fabric and textures and everything in the realm of what to do with that to create a good garment. I love all of that. So I feel like I've um, adapted to the new fabrics, the new techniques. And I'm always still trying to learn different things. So when there was a new fabric, I remember when the shiny black vinyl came out, the vinyl fabric is everywhere now, but it was a few people who really wanted that to be their thing. I'm like, you really can't own a fabric. You can't. <laughs> yeah. If I don't use it, another designer is going to use it. So, you know, but um, I think I pretty much adapted to all the different techniques and stuff like that. And I'm still trying to find ways to, do cool things and more creative things and present it to them, and you know, to get that special look for yeah. what they're trying to achieve. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I think, um, obviously, someone who comes to mind, especially in, in AW with a uh, kind of different iconic looks, is uh, probably like Jade Cardio. Um, have you, have you worked a lot with Jade on, on helping her come up with a lot of her? Uh, I don't
1: do, I don't, I love Jade's look, her gear is beautiful. However, I'm not the one that makes her gear, but if you see her. Maybe sometime in a sexy cat suit or something like that—a body suit—that would possibly be me. And I do love. um, She is one of the ones in particular that I love working with her. First of all, because her body is just magnificent. So how am I going to? Damn, she makes my work look good, you know. So I love creating. I love creating for her. And she, as far as her and my relationship, we lean more towards the fashion side more than the gear side. To me, who the people making her gear got it covered. They're doing an amazing job. I like the fashion side of it, and I'm looking forward to continuing on with her and um, working with her on some really cool fashion ideas. And I have my own that I want to put on her, so let's hope she's open to it.
2: (laughs) So um, obviously, there is... um sort of a very practical difference between um, obviously making a gown and, and making something for, for use in the ring um, Yeah. so, I, so I, the question I suppose would be, um, have you ever sort of had uh, either an idea or a, a suggestion from a wrestler that they'd like to do that that just sort of logistically sort of couldn't work because of that sort of limitation of well, well it needs to be able to be incredibly durable or is that, has that been an obstacle over the years?
1: No, not really because if they have an idea of something and I'm like, uh, I, I can just slightly make some changes sometimes without them even knowing it. So it's never been nothing significant, yeah. but um, I just try to do the best I can to make adjustments. Like if something is gonna be, for instance, I can't remember the character that Cody wore. It was WrestleMania. It was black and orange with all the little sprouts sticking out. And obviously I can't travel with this in my suitcase. So, but I still had to make this look. So I got the pieces together, put them in a suitcase flat so I can transport it. And then when I get there, get to work, I just build it out to make it do what it needs to do. But uh, most of the time, I just try to do the best I can to make little adjustments to make it work, to get as close to what they want as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you, you mentioned before around uh, Scott Hall and kind of the look the design and things like that. Was there any other kind of examples when either you weren't happy with a, a piece that you kind of put out or you wished like in hindsight that you'd done it a different way?
1: Um, You mean like basically an outfit that haunts me to this day? <laughs> <laughs> I think an outfit that, that will always probably haunt me to this day. Actually, there's two. The first one would be um, from WCW. It was back in the 90s. And I made this cape for um, Johnny B. Bad, And it was for Halloween Havoc. And um, I was excited to do it, but we wanted to put like a spider on it. And so I, I'm so busy making this beautiful black and silver sequence cape and getting the points right, making the spider web and everything. Then comes the time to put the spider on it. So it was going to be sequins, a little puffy with the legs and all of that. So I'm like, don't remember how many legs does a spider have? So I'm like, I think I couldn't remember. And I think it was eight. Somebody said eight. So I'm like, cool. So I put eight legs on this side and eight legs on that side. (laughs) Either way, it ended up looking like a crab. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, it it was the most hideous looking thing. I didn't think of this. It, it never dawned on me until afterwards when I saw it on TV. That looks like a crab or a bed bug or something. It, it was ridiculous, but it had 16 legs on it. It was crazy looking. But that, and there's the still pictures out there. If you Google Halloween Havoc ropes for him, you'll probably see that with a crab looking spider on it. And then the other one would have been in um, WCW and it was back with the, um, the It was outfit I made for the Funko Dactyls. And I thought I was being innovative with this really cool kind of um, celery-looking green sequence fabric for the girls. I thought it was really cool. But looking back, the way I made it, everything about it was just, it was just the ugliest thing. The fabric was just, it was just hideous looking. I mean, I, I just hate that it's out there in the atmosphere and somebody's going to probably go and find it. But um. It was just a hideous looking color, and I don't even know what I was thinking. But back then, I was proud of my work, I thought it was great, and you know, it just was a hideous thing. Those two things will probably always haunt me. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> so this may be a difficult question, so apologies in advance, but um, are there any okay, except particular, yeah. any particular favorite wrestlers that you even you, that you, you love creating designs for?
1: No um uh, i do well, love, your
2: career, I suppose.
1: okay i do love creating stuff for i like it and then yeah i like it mjf would be the first one off the bat because yeah. the very first robe i remember sitting in Cato in the very first when we first started aw and I sat down with him and I believe it was Wardlow and he was this, we were talking about robes and stuff like that. And he mentioned that he wanted to eventually do something like he like the blood drips from Scott Hall. Now he had no idea, but uh, I'm listening to him talking. I'm like, you know, I was the one that created that look, right? He was very surprised that I had done that. But I think the thing that I like the most about uh, MJF is always catches me by surprise the color combination that he put together most of the time especially that first one i think was like a baby pale pink with a puke green or something (laughs) and i still had to make this work with burberry everything has to work with burberry so i'm always holding my breath and literally cringing waiting for the next thing because i don't know (laughs) how can i make this look good and he's this man is trusting me to make to put this together and to make it work. And I'm like, it just doesn't go together. It's not going to look good. I know it's not, but I have to do it anyway. So I just try to hunker down and make it happen. And so far, I've been able to pull it off. And I don't think he's hated anything. But that first one, I was like, oh God, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So when he's telling me, when he says to me, you ready for the next color? I'm literally holding my breath, <laughs> holding my breath, thinking, of, what am I going to have to do? But um, he's got to be one of one of my favorites to work with. I really love working with Jade as well because of the I love her body suits and stuff like that. And um, I also love working with Sammy because Sammy just would say, I need new gear. And he's not like, oh, I need this to be this color, I need to be this, this, and this. He doesn't know. So I get to literally go to the fabric store or my fabric closet and show him all the different fabrics. And I'll send him pictures and I'm like, I like them all. I'm not going to show him anything that I don't like. So whichever one <laughs> yeah. he picks, I'm not going to go wrong. OK, so whatever one, he, I show him all these different ones and whichever one he picks, I'll make it work. And then I try to find the most fun inside lining piece I can put on the inside that'll catch him by surprise. And <laughs> I love it when he vlogs about I mean- it. So, yeah, I love to put something that's crazy on the inside. So, I love that he allows me to do that. And it's fun. It's like a serious business on the outside, but party on the inside. I'm, I'm going to always love that. I'm always love, love that. Love it.
0: Um, so, obviously, uh, you're really close with, uh, with Cody and, and Randy Rhodes. And, obviously, I believe that's a perfect part in bringing you over to AEW. Um, just curious, obviously, how proud are you of Cody now? He's going to be kind of headlining WrestleMania.
1: I'm super proud of him for headlining WrestleMania. Um, And yes, when he did decide, when he brought me to AEW, that was a really big deal because he he didn't hesitate. It was like, this is going to be your department. And that was, it just made me feel so good. And I was so proud of, you know, of him for doing that, for giving that opportunity. And I'm like, I have to just always make sure I do the very best that I can do. For every single person that asked me to do gear or whatever they need, I have to come because this department is representing his trust and his faith in me, and I never want to let him down. And um, I don't think I ever have. And so the day that um, he that he left, um, I found found out about it. I was on my way somewhere in the airport, and it literally made me cry. I was so upset and just heartbroken the fact that he wouldn't be there anymore because he gifted me this position. He yeah. trusted me with this position, you know, so it meant a lot to me. So I planned to carry to carry on and everything, but the fact that he wasn't going to be there anymore, it literally made me cry. So I was in the airport, literally in tears. I was very upset about that. And I didn't understand. And I probably still don't, it's not, I don't even have to understand because if it was, I know he's not going to do anything, making the decisions that major, unless he's given it a lot of thought. So I respect him for the decisions that he made. And I'm so, so proud of him right now. It's like I'm watching my son. I'm watching my baby on the biggest screen (laughs) on the planet. And so, uh, of course, it is my esteemed privilege to be the one that's making sure he looks damn good every step of the way coming down that ramp you know I'm right. so i'm super proud of him for that and i can't wait to see it. And yes i will be sitting back and watching wrestlemania with my glass of wine <laughs> Fantastic.
2: yeah so um obviously while we're sort of slightly touching on the subject obviously given the 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 career you've had are there any any sort of people you've ended up forming like i suppose particularly close friendships with outside of um just sort of the business uh, position
1: close friends with outside of the business. Um, not really close friendships. I have I've never had incident with anyone during mm-hmm. the course of my whole career and I'm super proud of that and um, if I had to say anyone that I feel the most friendship with outside of work would probably have to be Trinity. Yeah. probably have to be her because that girl is set on my floor in my room plenty of nights we're trying to come up with crazy gears and her trying to get me to do stuff and I'm like I can't do this it's not gonna work and we end up laughing and talking having a sip of wine I'm like okay I'll do it i'll do it I'll do it but I'm um, probably probably her I would have to yeah. say and I feel really cl- i feel really close um with cody as well yeah. probably because doing all of working with him for so long and working with his brother and knowing and working with his father, I feel really close to them. And I guess him putting so much trust in me with such huge projects, you know, it just makes me, I just feel proud of that. And um, yeah, awesome. I feel really proud of that. And I feel close to them, yeah. So pretty much those people, if they want it, they can get it. <laughs> when they need something, when they need something, I'm here for them, regardless of where I'm working. So, yeah.
0: Oh, so you mentioned uh, Trinity and obviously Total Divas. You uh, became sort of a fan favorite on that show. I remember the, um seeing where Trinity was having, like, a music video and you were kind of <laughs> like... The Trinity,
1: oh, God, the, that the, music the video. <laughs> that music video... That music video was fun. Like I said, all of that was the first for me. The whole being on Total Divas thing, it was the first for me. And the only way... They didn't seek me out specifically to be on that show. At that particular time at WWE, I was sewing for every single girl that was chosen to be on that show. So quite naturally, they would have interactions with me. So that's the only way that happened. And um, looking back, it was a lot of fun, but that music video, um, I I know certain things for a fact is going to work because of the business that I do sewing, Trinity thinks she knows more than I do. So I had to just set the little <laughs> girl straight. You can't, the way I wanted to do it, and the way she wanted to do it, it was just two totally different things. So in the end, when I wanted to put the rhinestones on it, I guess I wasn't doing it fast enough to please Her Majesty. So she decided <laughs> to take it home. And I'm like, now I know I'm going to stretch out the fabric, put the crystals on so it can go back and move together. So she takes it home. And um, decide that she's going to spend the whole night doing crystals. So she did. So the next day, we're ready for the music video, and I see the outfit. It's cute, but I know something's going to happen. So the minute she puts it on, bend over, it cracks all the way up, uh, up the butt. It just cracks because the glue. It just made everything hard, and it didn't. It didn't move. So. It was such a panic that day. And where we were doing the doing the shoot at across the street was a dry cleaner. I didn't think to come with my needle and thread and all that stuff because everything was done. So yeah. I run over there, grab a needle and thread, and I come back, and I'm literally stitching in her crotch, stitching where the rip was. Well, if she had to listen, we wouldn't have had a rip in the first place. And I hope you hear this, Trinity, okay? But um, <laughs> it was it was all good looking back on it. It worked, and it was a really cool video, and it was a lot of fun working with her on it. But well, they should listen to me. I know, I'm going to tell you stuff that I know, so you should listen. Yeah,
2: leave it but. <laughs> um, So obviously, while while we're mentioning Trinity, um, as I understand it, you actually um, made her real life wedding dress. I,
1: um, I, I did not. I did not. I did right. not make her real life wedding dress. I yeah. I went to the wedding in Maui. Thanks for the trip total divas but um, i didn't make that dress um i did some tweaking on that dress and Ah. i went to make sure i went sure to make uh make sure that everything was okay that there were no you know last minute fixes needed to be done because if it was i was johnny on the spot ready to handle it in hawaii so you know but um i did not make that dress but um i was there for when she needed me uh all right, I'll there oh there Set the record straight yeah. for myself. Then. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: there's belief, I think. I think it, on the internet, it, it, it references uh, Trinity is that it? obviously the Philippines uh, dress that you made for AW, uh, the dresses you made. So uh, that needs to be correct. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, um as you said, as well as wrestling gear, you do make clothing of all kinds. Obviously, you've, you've had kind of fashion shows and things, and vintage, and obviously you had your own kind of store, or maybe still do some of originals. What are the kind of favourite?
1: pieces that aren't wrestling gear that
0: you like to create? Favorite wrestling gears? No, like favorite uh, pieces that aren't wrestling gear. So like, so like going oh, back to, oh, the, to the
1: to the gowns and that's all by far my favorite pieces to create would have to be the vintage pieces. The nineteen forties and fifties and I I'm gonna tell you how that came to be because It's not like I grew up wanting to do 50s fashions or anything. I was born in the 50s, but, you know, like I said, everything was like accidental, the whole sewing thing. But the way that came to be would have been early um, in the 2000s, I believe. And um, I was going through um, breast cancer and chemotherapy. And at the time, I thought, I was I wasn't doing vintage stuff then when I was going through my chemo and stuff. I was making different types of clothes. It was like club clothes and stuff like dress dresses, of course, but it was basically club clothes was going to be my thing. So it's kind of in, leading into the costume thing, I guess. But um I can remember this one particular day. Oh, I gotta tell you what the name of my company was gonna be called back then because now when I think about it, I'm like, girl, what were you thinking? <laughs> it was gonna be called, it was listen, guys, it was gonna be called hoochie couture. Who would put those two words together? Who would put those two words together? I don't even know where that came from. But the reason I thought that was because it was really cute stuff. It wasn't showing too much, just enough, made very well, very sexy, but I was going to be Miss Hoochie Couture, okay? I guess God said that's not happening on my watch. So I can clearly remember Having all of these things in my sewing room, which was in my garage at the time, um, outfits that I had made and stuff like that. And I went to my room one morning, and I had had a dose of chemo a few days before. Not saying that the two are related, but that was what I was going through at the time. So I can remember walking into my room, and all I just felt this weird chill or something that it's like just shook in my spirit, and I don't even know how to explain it. But everything I was doing was not what I wanted to do anymore. For whatever reason, I still don't know. And that day, I mean, it was so strong. I just got rid of everything. All of the pictures came down. The clothes got put away. It, it, I just did not want to see that. And that day, I just started thumbing through books and just looking through things. And I just loved my love for a pinup and vintage happened that day it's the way that the body was clothed the way the women carried themselves it was just so elegant and i just i just loved it i just loved that when when i watched the old movies and i watched a woman walk down the street facing a man the man would literally step out the way so that she could pass i loved i loved all of that this elegance of it all so i'm like i want to make that i want to show that yeah. so I just started doing things, you know, just making things, you know, just, you know, dresses and skirts. And that love for that era just really started to develop. And I just delved so deep into it that it just came such an extreme passion of mine. And it still is to this day. So I'm still obsessed with vintage clothing to this day. Now, I don't think I'm ever going to get these people today to wear these clothes, but I'm giving it my best shot. And it's not so much to, to bring back what happened back in the fifties, it was just the elegant look. And the message to me behind the whole thing is you don't have to show all of your body to be sexy and elegant. You don't, because back then you could see a hand or uh, some uh, ankles or anything and it's like, or a little neck and it's like, oh, wow, okay. But, you know, I don't, you know, it's just, I just love the whole, all of that, you know. It just makes me want to just just grab onto my pearls right now and twist them. I'm so excited <laughs> about talking about it. <laughs> so uh, that's a great, deep passion of mine. and I definitely plan, plan on pursuing that whole um, uh, be a bombshell thing, which is my brand. I definitely plan on pursuing that, but doing it in a more modern way, but still bringing back some of the elegance from back in the day. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see you you're gonna see it. Just you're gonna see it. Just keep oh, watching, yeah. okay? You're gonna see it. And yeah. and I'm gonna make it my business to put it on wrestlers in particular because they're like the polar opposite of what I'm trying to do as far as you know the way you dress and everything. Of course, it's 2023, and I'm trying to get you to look like not look like um 1950, but I want the elegance. Yeah. yeah. I want the elegance, I want that to come back. I want the, you know, the, all, all of that. I want to bring all of that back. Yeah. I want the pinky finger sipping out when you're like <laughs> putting your gloves on, I want all that. I want the pearls, all of that. <laughs> so I'm gonna get somebody in an outfit, just wait and see.
2: Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously you've been able to um, do a fair bit of traveling uh, with your work with, uh, well, with uh, each of the companies actually. Um, do you have a particular favorite place you've you've enjoyed uh, traveling to? And Additionally, have you ever had a chance to come over to the UK?
1: Oh, yes, I've been to the UK several times. Um, I was very excited to go to the UK. I couldn't believe I was going to the UK. My first time was with um, WWE, and um, they would go, I believe it might have been November and April. So I used to go like twice a year. And by the time I came on board with WWE, um, WWE the ladies that worked there before me they had been going so much they were happy to just to send me so I was like oh wow going to the UK!" gonna <laughs> it was so fun and um I love that when I got there they already had everything already set up pretty much so it was like a welcoming people were welcoming you to be there and all of this is new to me it was just a big deal to get off the plane and see someone with a card with your name on it. That's where you're supposed to go. So I'm like, yep. this is easy. I can do this. So then you <laughs> get there and you're with your people that you work with anyway. It was yep. just it was just a lot of fun. The crew over there was always so welcoming and fun to be there. And I went quite a few times. So I got used to them. They got used to me. And, and it got to be a lot of fun. I looked forward to going over there. I really looked forward to it. And, and I love the... A- uh, a- I love flying. So that was a it was a good long flight. So oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah.
2: You ever get to I know obviously you're going there for work, but do you do you get to do a bit of sightseeing when you're over there Have you managed to visit any of the places?
1: Um, I just really um would get there um early in the morning after flying all night and take a quick nap and just get up, put on some clothes and just hit the streets and just walk around and go. And I was pretty excited to see um T-Mobile some of the things I see here I saw over there
2: you know yeah, so I gosh. just went
1: around and not going too far because I didn't want to get lost going back to the hotel but yeah, I, I just go around just by myself looking for the first you know for my first couple of times yeah. so yeah I did a little bit awesome. shopping was good
0: <laughs> shopping I mean obviously good, yeah. quite uh quite quite fashionable especially like London places yeah like
1: shopping was good yeah <laughs> um
0: you mentioned before, obviously, when you're going to WCW and, like, obviously, going to find the print CD, you like to listen to music, and we've seen on, like, Total Divas and things, you know, headphones in and listening to music. What are some of your favourite things to listen to? Obviously, Prince, what, what else?
1: My favourite music?
0: Yeah, to listen to while you're kind of uh, sewing. So...
1: Um, I love, when I'm in the in the um in my own workspace, I love listening to a different variety of music. But my particular favorite is uh, would have to be some of the old school 1970s r and B. I I love it. I even have a record player in my sewing space with a stack of albums, vinyls from the 70s that I used to listen to. And I still play them every once in a while. And um, I love that. But I love also love different types of music i love country music i love um pop i even have a little big hand sometimes when i'm feeling my vintage spirit but i like to listen to something that everybody around me where i'm in the workplace uh like at work can listen to and enjoy so i lean more into like the 80s and um yeah. the 80s and 90s but then i'll sneak a little bit of my uh 70s music <laughs> again and because it's new to their ears they're like oh okay they might like it a little bit and it's, it's something that's not offensive to anybody
2: yeah so wow. i just
1: like and i like to play it loud too i like it <laughs> loud until somebody like want me to turn it down so <laughs> i'm going to be blasting my music wherever i am with my sewing machine doing my thing
2: awesome
1: in yeah. my elements
2: <laughs> so uh, obviously we've uh, as well as seeing your creations in, in real life on tv um you've had them featured in, in the likes of video games um obviously action figures which uh, I, I can see behind you there um so oh, yeah i'm just wondering yeah. is it this is my you, world of fame yeah i think that's fantastic to be fair um have you actually is it still kind of a surreal experience when you, you sort of see your creations out and about in the, like when you see an action figure or when you see them on like a video game or something featured in that sense is that is that something you get used to or is that still a bit surreal when you encounter that
1: it's absolutely a thing that you get used to. I mean, the the first the in the beginning when I first saw that, it was like a really big deal, and it still is a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not like overly excited because I. You can see I have I've got quite a few of them, but I'm. It, it, I you get you just get used to it, and I yeah. now I just expect. Is this going to be the one that's going to make an action figure? Is this going yeah. to be interesting enough to be the one that's going to be in a video game? So I still think that's very cool. I'm going to always think that because it's not everybody that gets, you know, to get to do that. So that is a big deal. But um, you definitely, definitely get used to it. Yeah. I mean, you can still have the same excitement after this many to the first couple ones, you know. Of course. So, uh, yeah, course, yeah, but say, it's, I still it's still do- an
2: amazing thing. Um, I love
1: it. I love it when they capture um, all the details. I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I never considered it like that. So I suppose that uh, when you when you pick up an action figure, is that something you look for to see if they've managed to pick up on on the details? Yeah.
1: But yeah. well, they've been they've been pretty good capturing pretty you know pretty much most of them. Yeah. Most of the details. I love it.
0: Um, So we we've got to ask: um, Have you got any advice for any kind of aspiring, you know, designers or seamstresses that you'd like to to give?
1: Um, Thinking back about my career, and my advice now would probably be: If you are aspiring to do this, any type of sewing or whatever, be fearless. Be absolutely fearless, because if you do something if you take a chance plug up that machine and do something if you don't get it right if you majorly screw up something what are you going to get a learning experience so you're not it's not going to be wrong because you've learned something and that one thing that you've learned you're never going to do that again because you know but had you not taken the chance and jumped and done that you wouldn't even know so just be fearless and just go for whatever it is that you think you might want to do. And you're going to find your tribe of people that will be willing to pour into you, help you, advise you along the way, and help you with your journey. But just be fearless is my main thing. Because now looking back, I don't remember being scared. And that's probably of the rusting stuff. And that's probably because I already had my experience sewing, making my mistakes. The very first thing I made was in the it was uh in the seventies and it was a pair. You guys are too young to even know about this, but it was back when they were wearing hot pants, literally like a pair of shorts. They probably call them booty shorts now, but they were <laughs> hot pants. And mine was a pair of the first thing was it was a pair of denim. I don't know what made me. Pick such a tough thing to try it was denim fabric but because I, I don't know what i'm doing i'm a teenager i don't know how to, how to so i picked these hot pants to make and i can remember it was a vest that was like panels and the hot pants and i didn't know anything about finishing the inside it was a massive ugly mess of strings and threads hanging on the inside but i was able to denim does not stretch so I made it, it was a little tight. So I was able to shimmy myself into this little outfit and wiggle my way into my parents' room for them to like, look what I made. And um, I remember them telling me, um, that's good. It wasn't good, but thank you, mom, anyway. But, uh, <laughs> they encouraged me. They encouraged me. And that little bit of encouragement me just made me want to go back and just take it another step, just do something bigger and better the next time. And I think that's what I still do in my career, If I do something that's like amazing, I'm going to try to outdo myself the next time. So I am the one I'm trying to outdo, you know, the next time. But be fearless, baby. That's what I would say. You know, you'll learn from your mistakes. Be fearless. That's
2: such a positive message. Um, so yeah. that that pretty much sort of wraps it up for for our questions. Um, the last thing I'd ask if, if if you don't mind would be if you could tell our audience how they can keep up to date with uh, with your good self and uh, and the sort of the work you've got uh, via social media in the way.
1: Um yes. Um SGO Vintage. Um Instagram SGO Vintage. Um also be a bombshell, and I'm working on my uh website right now, which would be called Be a Bombshell Boutique, and there you. Be- able to go um and purchase my vintage pieces and stuff it's, it's in the works right now so um and twitter um uh sandra gray originals uh is still vintage thank sandra, okay thank you so much that this has been... but look out for me just because i'm not on the road traveling doesn't mean i'm not still doing cool things okay <laughs> of course
0: so oh, watching yeah, we'll be
1: watching, <laughs> watching. thank you awesome.
0: thank you so much we really appreciate it.